0: and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about the fact that your Bible is out of order. Let's dive in. Yes, you did hear that correctly. Your Bible is out of order. I don't know if you've ever read from cover to cover, but if you've ever read your Bible that way, you'll notice That things are a little strange at times. You're walking through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, numbers, Deuteronomy. Hey, you're you're great. That's doing well. But the moment you get into stuff like the Samuels and the Kings and the Chronicles, you start to realize that there's a lot of overlap. And then it gets a little bogged down as you get into the prophets and realize, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wasn't this the same thing I read back there in the book of Kings? So here's the quote unquote dilemma. It's by the way, it's not a dilemma, (laughs) but here's the dilemma. Our Bibles were not put in a chronological order. Rather, they were placed in groupings or sections, which makes sense if you step back and look at the whole of the picture. So let me give you a quick overview of how our Bible is structured and then give a couple of encouragements. When you look at the Old Testament, the Old Testament really has three major groupings. You have the historical books, which is stuff like Genesis all the way through the book of Esther. Then we have books of wisdom or sometimes called the poetic books from Job through the book of, Song of Sol- Sol- Solomon or Song of Songs. And then you have the prophetic books. And when you see it in those three major sections, it actually makes sense why we group them the way we do. It's like, oh, okay, well, we put all the historical books on the front end. We put our poetic books in the middle and we place all the prophets later on. But even within those groupings, you could even go probably a layer deeper and say, okay, well, we have the five books of Moses called the Torah or the books of the law, which is Genesis of Deuteronomy. And then in the other historical section, we have the those books that are written in the pre-exile. In other words, those that are recording the history from the time of entering into the promised land with the book of Joshua all the way through the Kings and the Chronicles, and then we have some post-exile, in other words, after they return from Babylon, from captivity, we have the books of Ezra and Nehemiah and the books of Esther. And if you look at the prophetic books, you've likely heard the terms major and minor prophets. That, that we have certain prophets that are major, not in the sense of more important, but typically we it's a literature uh, definition or a, a way of talking, speaking about the length of the book. So as you look at Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Daniel, we we often call them the major prophets just because they are longer uh, in terms of length. And then we have the minor prophets, which is all the other ones. (laughs) So when we look at the Old Testament, then we have three major groupings. We have historical books that are recording, obviously, the history of Israel. We have the wisdom literature or poetic books. And then we have books of prophecy. And again, prophecy is not all just foretelling what's coming in the future. A lot of the writings of the prophetic books is actually to call Israel back into repentance. And as you come to the New Testament, we have a couple of different sections. We have a biography grouping, which is the Gospels, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We have one historical book in the New Testament, the book of Acts. We have a whole group of letters, uh, mainly written by Paul, but then we have some general letters. And then we have a book of prophecy or apocalyptic literature at the end, the book of Revelation. And even when you look at Paul's letters, Paul's letters are not written chronologically. They're, for the most part, placed in order from the longer books to the shorter books. That's not perfectly true, but that's as a generalization. And then we have his letters to individuals, even at the end of that. So the books of Timothy, Titus, and Philemon is put at the end of the letters that he writes to the churches. So there is a reasoning behind the order that we have in our Bibles. That being said, I actually think this is a good order. And the reason being is, well, it's, that's been the way it's been for a long time. And so when you come to a church service, it's actually great or in conversation to be able to quickly reference a book and know where it is. So all that being said, let me give you two quick ideas. It's really important to recognize that we as Christians are not merely a New Testament believer. We are an entire Bible believer. In other words, we need both the Old and the New Testaments. If you just come into the Bible and read the New Testament, you're actually missing a ton of the significance that the New Testament writers are pointing back to saying, yeah, this is a fulfillment of this. This is the reality that comes out of this understanding. And so if all you have is a New Testament, you are actually lacking a lot of the depth and the significance of what the New Testament is unveiling. On the other hand, if all you have is the Old Testament, like a modern day Jew, you're missing the fulfillment of everything your scriptures point to. So you you have all these unfulfilled prophecies. You have, okay, why has God been giving us these feasts? What is the whole significance of the Old Testament? Well, the whole Old Testament is pointing to the reality of Jesus Christ, but you need both of those covenants. You need the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, and they work hand in hand for our understanding of not only who God is, but the eternal purpose of God, which is found and fulfilled in Christ Jesus and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So, if I can remind you, as you come into Bible study, don't just be so exclusive that you just keep a narrow focus in the New Testament or say, well, yeah, the New Testament's important, but I really love the Old Testament stuff. We as Christians need both the Old and the New Testament, that is so essential. To Bible study. And part of that is as I'm studying the New Testament, I need to trace those threads back into the Old Testament and say, okay, well, where does this start or where does this idea first come, come to fruition? What is God revealing in the Old Testament that now is climaxing here in the New Testament and vice versa? And a second thought just in relation to, re, relationship to all of this is the idea of what would happen if you took some time this year or between now and the end of the year. And said, I want to read through the Bible chronologically. There's a richness that happens when you actually see scripture in the order that it actually happened. And the reason this is so helpful is that, you know, when we get to the prophets in our Bibles, most of us kind of zone out and we're like, okay, there's a bunch of people yelling at Israel, but we don't understand why or the context of why they're saying what they're saying. And reading the Bible chronologically actually helps place some of these perhaps more obscure books in its context. And they start to make sense. It also gives a great illumination in the New Testament as you're reading through the book of Acts, and then you start reading Paul's letters in the order that he would have written them. In other words, you start to see some of the problems that the early church is facing. And then you see Paul addressing those, those issues to specific churches saying, beware of this. Hey, concern yourself with this. So if you've never read the Bible chronologically, I would highly encourage you to do so. Now, if you need some help, in other words, you don't need to go out and buy a chronological Bible. You could easily just find a outline of, okay, here is the chronology. In fact, I'll place a link for one of those that I'd recommend in the show notes for this episode. So if you just want to get started with a chronological reading plan, just click the show notes for this episode, and I will give you a download where you can start reading through the Bible chronologically. It is a great benefit and blessing to your Bible study if at some point you just read through the Bible chronologically. In short, yes, your Bible is out of order, but that actually is totally fine. <laughs> but notate that as you are coming into Bible study. Realize that you need to place things in its proper context historically in the order that they happen to gain a full understanding of why things are happening the way they are and what God is actually saying in the context of scripture. Well, I hope some of these insights and Bible study ideas have been helpful for you in your own personal Bible study. And over the next couple of weeks, we're just going to continue our little series, giving you some thoughts and nuggets of things to consider as you approach Bible reading, but very specifically Bible study. So I hope you'll join me next time as we continue this mini-series. As always, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including a download of a chronicle, chronological reading plan, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 255 for episode 255. And until next time, know I am cheering you on and praying for you as you build your life around Jesus Christ.